0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast. Please delete as appropriate. I realize I said at the wrong point, but it's okay. It's fine. Uh, I'm your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by Andy Anako. That's,
1: that's, you know, your way is even better than mine because when I say uh, good morning, afternoon, or evening, please delete as appropriate. I'm only wishing you one of those. I'm basically ordering you, I'm I'm imposing my will and my desire for logic upon all the listeners saying, if it's morning, I want you to delete the inappropriate two of them and please adjust accordingly. Whereas you're saying, whether you're having a morning and afternoon or an evening, and actually I'm giving you rollover, uh, have a good whatever. So if it's evening, then I'm also wishing you a good morning and afternoon. Whereas I'm just being stingy as hell and pedantic. So God bless you.
0: You know, uh, I appreciate that, because you kept me from saying 420, blaze it up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I told Andy, I said, <laughs> I just decided to get out of the way. Uh, we're recording this on April 20th, um, a little bit late this week, but it's just how the schedule's aligned, and don't worry, we're we're still planning on being in your playlists on Thursdays, but for now, we're having... For now, we're doing this on four twenty. So
1: it was. I, I think what Flo is, I don't know, suspiciously defensively trying to say is that she hasn't been like taking the marijuana tablets all day long and listening to her. I don't know her Fog Hat LPs. Oh
0: my goodness! Getting getting her
1: groove on. I think as you funky people like to put it. You're just
0: reminding me of my pre-child life. Thanks. <laughs> um. Thanks. Uh so
1: <laughs> I, this is this is this is a day that I I I don't partake myself I've <laughs> never partaken myself I I'm only I I I the only, my only negative reaction to like the 20th of February is that like I I wake up I, re, I I go through my Instagram feed which has like a lot of artists on it and like like oh, what uh Damn it! This is this is the day when like I'm gonna see a lot of cartoons of like Yoda and like Charlie Brown and like my favorite characters lighting up a big old zeppelin of weed because apparently that's cool and hip and with it. <laughs> it's like, i was like, ah, oh, okay. yeah. It's, I'm just
0: thinking it, about all those glow in the dark posters. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Hey, this let's, let's go to Spencer's gift at the mall and. <laughs> Buy stuff that shows how much of a rebel we are.
0: Woo. That place is so sad now, by the way. Every time you walk in there, it just smells like plastic. Yeah. It's it's no longer Yeah. Well, we all know mall culture has essentially gone the way of the dodo, which is sad in some cases because uh the mall is a good place to do some laps. If it's raining outside, well, it or if you're just like, you know, kind of <laughs> moving slowly. Yeah. Uh it's a good place to go, like take the kids to get some energy out of them
1: yeah there, there's a there's a that's a cultural i think every generation has like overlapping touchstones that are uniquely theirs and like i'm maybe the second to last generation that grew up with like the mall as a social construct and i'm not getting it a nostalgia thing but it was cool to have this like enclosed climate controlled kind of town square where i i don't know what to i i don't know what i want to do tonight but I don't want to just hang around the hang around the house all day with the stupid mom and stupid dad who stupid don't get me and stupid like don't like my music man and like yeah oh, you go to the mall where everybody mall else and is exactly around and, you'd, aimlessly. And, you'd, and, you'd, and you'd probably like f- like hook up with some people at your school uh, mm-hmm. or or even just like hey I'm just gonna <laughs> I just gonna I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna like browse at the bookstore until they tell me to get the hell out of there because clearly I'm mm-hmm. not buying anything. And it's, so that's why it makes me kind of sad when you see all these uh, YouTube videos and social media posts about here's another abandoned mall and not, not, and again, it's not nostalgia is a terrible thing. I don't, I don't get involved in it at all, but, so, but there is a part of me that thinks that, oh man, like 30 years ago, this was a bustling center of, ener- of energy and and community. And now it's just like. Nail salon, nail salon, threading salon, nail salon, yeah. nail salon, yeah, <laughs> vacant, Massage vacant, place. vacant, 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 vacant,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you you and know, you, can the...
1: See, you can see the footprints of the of the of the KB shoe store and the yeah. Tomacan store that like just leaving the ghost behind on the on on the yeah. wall.
0: <laughs> yeah, or the sad Macy's in the back, um,
1: like Pompeii? Well, the
0: thing, the thing that my My Okay. The thing that my parent friends and I always kind of complain about is that there's not a lot for teenagers to do anymore. Like in our town, there's no like teen center. There's like a skate park, but Mm -hmm. a lot of kids go there too. And so you have a lot of overbearing parents who are like, Hey, teens go away. Like my seven-year-old is trying (laughs) to learn, you know, how to skateboard, which is fine, but it just goes to show how there are a few spaces for teens to go be teens. And then everybody just complains about them on next door and how they ride they pop wheelies <laughs> on their bikes, which is like, what do you expect? Exactly. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you. This is what they do. It doesn't mean they're gonna like mow you down. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, you're just it's, bored teenagers. It's a, it's amazing when like, adults who have no ability to remember what they did and who they were as kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's 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 even sadder if you never grow out of that period of your life. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. if you're like. If if your kid says, "Hey, I want I'm I'm I'll see you later. I'm going out," and then you ask, "Well, where are you going?" and they said, "Well, I said out." Like they they should. Oh, I get it. You're <laughs> you I I have raised you well enough that I don't necessarily think you're gonna have like broken glass chugging parties with your with your with your little friends. You are just gonna be outside on your own, taking in the world as you see it, and I'm just gonna trust that nothing really terrible is going to happen. As as opposed to no, you I I need to sign you up for for for, for macrame classes and then I you I'll, you can get a you can get a I need to get you a, a job at the at the at the pickleball courts. Yes, exactly, pickleball courts. You'll be the pickle bar, pickleball, pickleball. What what kind of jobs they have at pickleball courts? I, pickleball is now my sort drink,
0: of drink. Like, like I I ref, referee
1: referee when the tennis people are fighting with the pickleball people or.
0: Hmm. I don't know where this is. Ugh, I don't want to. I don't
1: want to get into this' I'm, I'm, a, a I'm just. I'm just. I have to say. I'm just so. I'm, I'm so into like any, like really really bad hot take. on... no. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> the, 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 the this <clears throat> once placid uh, uh, recreational field is now a hotbed of intimidation and anger as this new sport called pickleball infiltrates <laughs> the staid and largely unused tennis courts. And I'm like, dude, it's supposed to be a f- fun, silly little vacation. Like, oh, let's just volley for no points and no stress. And it just amuses the hell out of me that now there's like, oh, I got, I have to get the right pickleball dress and the pickleball ball. And oh, I need to get a pickleball coach because maybe I'll become a pickleball pro. Like, dude, this was this was specifically so that, hey, we were playing tennis with our friends, but they were getting too intense. Let's create a sport that you cannot possibly get too intense about. But then again, google olympic badminton and then you'll see that anything can be made intense so what do i know i'm just
0: gonna say back in my day people played kickball as an excuse to get together on the weekends and drink a bunch <laughs> so <laughs> anything is
1: possible exactly you were being responsible and you're staying hydrated thank you
0: mm, hydrated maybe sure.
1: maybe maybe one of hydrated you would arrange with to bring vodka a-
0: sodas <laughs>
1: Oh, it's and you're you're a parent now. No, go not just, me. Just... Not
0: me, actually. Vodka is not my thing. I'll just have you all know. And I do apologize to the parents. You're you're more into the caramel colored
1: liquors, are you? Okay, fine.
0: I <laughs> I did sorry. I did for a little while. Um hot toddy to bring my drink. Because I lived in cold San Francisco. You if go. you're going out at night, you're gonna get a hot toddy. Yep. Anyway, cold body, warm drink. <laughs> Uh, A little quick note before we kind of get into the agenda for the episode today on 420. Um, I'm really sorry, everyone. Just let me get it out of my system, okay? Uh, Last week, we had a bonus episode, and uh, I want you all to know that bonus episode while it is for members only like we are gonna tell you yeah about let, it let,
1: it was see he last week like, we always tease the like, let, let our members know like what the bonus episode is about mm-hmm. i could i couldn't say i couldn't tell flo what it was about because i wanted it to be a surprise for her mm-hmm. i knew it was, i i so i sort of like yeah. i was kind of like uh, a bit of a tease and i think for people who aren't members who never find out that what is what it's about might you know, I, I I want to at least relieve, the, not not untease it. And uh, it, I bought a on eBay a Nexus Q, the like yep. the 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 uh, Google's biggest hardware failure. In that they announced it at Google I O, they took preorders for Google I/O, at Google I O, they 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 gave away to everyone who was at Google I O actual pieces of these hardwares. It was a finished, mm-hmm. done, shippable thing, and then they just said. You know what? This was a terrible idea. Uh we're gonna refund everybody. We're gonna we're gonna ship it to everybody who pre-ordered, but we're also gonna refund all of your money because this was just a terrible idea. And I don't know. You know, we had it was, it was a we 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 should we should always erase the whiteboards after 420 and just say anything we planned on that day, we are gonna cancel it because it couldn't have possibly a good idea. <laughs>
0: I mean, this is California. Um, so, we, so, it was, so, yeah. it,
1: so it was a fun episode. We we unboxed it and like discovered it together. Uh, so, but that's uh, that's a members only thing. But I wanted to make make sure everybody knew that it's not like <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't like you know the orange light bulb in Pulp Fiction where it's like no, ah, but
0: it's more. Is it still on your desk?
1: It is still on my desk.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And it is. It was. And it's just glowing. Um. Well, it was glowing like uh. Uh, yellow for the longest time, and now it's stopped glowing. And now it's just like a it blue. Gave up. It's just a blue. It, light. it basically up. said, "Yeah, it was
0: like I'm just idle."
1: I know you're you're never you're never gonna you're never gonna configure me. You're never gonna introduce me to your Wi-Fi network. You're never gonna pair <laughs> me with the phone app.
0: I thought you were gonna say introduce me to your wife, and I was gonna <laughs> say the Nexus Q took it really personal that you're not integrating it into. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Yes, introducing it to
0: your Wi-Fi is like introducing it to your wife. I would expect you to (laughs) be a bro,
1: Nexus Q. I mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. I really like your wife. (laughs) Put me on your (laughs) (laughs) Wi-Fi. Anyway. We laughed. Uh, We also laughed on uh, the members only episode. So if you're interested, by the way, in hearing these episodes, because we're going to have another one today, uh, you go to relay.fm slash membership, and then you select our show from the drop down. And the good news is that a membership will unlock all of the other great content that is on this podcast network. And so I would encourage you, if you like silliness and uh, parts of Andy and Flo that, you know, tend to be unhinged. That's uh, it's a good it's anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes but uh, depending on the topic. So something to something to think about. Yes. You know, you could save us for the weekend. You get us for the week, the end of the week, and then you save the bonus for the weekend. So it's like weekend handy and flow.
1: See we're not we're not needy at all. It's it's all up to Mm-mm. you. This is for you. Yeah. You enjoy exactly. it any way you'd like.
0: Yeah. And by the way, you get a different a uh, podcast tile in your in your feed. So because the show is particularly called Material One, so it has a cool <laughs> little cover art that goes with that. So something to incentivize you. <laughs> yes. Something to think about. Speaking of incentives, uh, Google needs to give more to its employees if it wants them not to get upset <laughs> about how much they're doing with the AI. Uh, Google's just fumbling things right now. It's scrambling, it's fumbling, and we're going to talk about it on the show today. Uh, if you've been paying attention to any of like what I would call mainstream news, you've probably seen a lot of Google's PR ploy, and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're also going to talk about some leaks from Google I.O. Well, what I assume is going to be announced at Google I.O., uh, there's lots of Pixel stuff coming through the pipeline and some really convincing Pixel stuff. So we're going to talk about it because... It's fast approaching, and it's time. It's time for us to put our wishes into the world and manifest the kind of devices and hardware that we want Google to produce, yes,
1: and we're we're also right? the, the, the we're running out of time. The, the, there's going to be a window uh, closing soon. In which it's fun to talk speculatively about something that we're pretty sure is going to be released, but we don't know what the details are yet, because that allows us to also invest. Oh, well, here's what we're hoping for. Here's what would make sense to us. Who would get us excited? And then, but if but once it's like a week before Google I/O, it's like, why are we talking about this? We'll have all the facts in a week's time, where we can actually react to things. So this is this, I think, is going to be the window closing mm-hmm. on us having being able to maintain our dignity and talk about stuff that hasn't been announced. <laughs>
0: Put it that way. Uh, Well, we're gonna get dignified right after this break. Google's been up to a lot this last week and a half. It's been doing quite a bit of press about what it's trying to do with artificial intelligence, and I understand this is the zeitgeist we're in right now. You know, Microsoft kind of spearheaded it a little bit sorry to say but they you know they did the whole thing and then google's like oh crap we have to do the whole thing uh well google is shaking in its bones it's shaking in its bones about all of this and uh the employees are feeling it the employees at Google are feeling it. You you may think that they are just laying down and taking it, but no, they are kind of like, yo, why are you guys <laughs> rushing this so fast?
1: Yeah, see, You, you would hope that uh, when in the face of like a, a new challenge and new competition and a new enemy, like the employees would be all, you know what? We're, we're, we're not going to just take this lying down. We're going to create a, ch- a chat client that's twice as good as, as open AIs. We're going to beat chat GPT. But it's like, it seems as though like most of their like feistiness is. <laughs> being targeted towards management. That's not good.
0: No, that's not good at all. And actually, if you read the latest profile that came out in Bloomberg, I believe it was yesterday, uh, they published a report that claimed Google is has been so desperate to release an AI chat back to the public that it's been overriding the principles that it's publicly sworn to uphold <laughs> in AI development. And I know that they removed the don't be evil part, but like this... Apparently, it's it's beyond that too. So that's troubling. Um, according, so Bloomberg actually had 18 sources inside Google. So this is a pretty substantial reporting going on here. And what they basically said is that the company has established these goalposts for safety and accuracy, but they're not as stringent as they used to be. So they're loosening up on those uh, requirements to kind of ensure that they have a product that they can push out. Even before it's really ready. Uh, Google Google's chief of AI governance, which is a really interesting, uh, it's like a really interesting title to have. Jen Ganai, I believe is how you pronounce her last name.
1: I would insist on being, on my title being governor. <laughs> 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 I'm, on my business cards. You don't have to call me governor, but I, I would insist AI on governor. my, on... hello, I'm governor Anatko. Yes.
0: I mean, you. that's essentially what Ganai is doing at the company, right? Sure. Is it Ganai or Janai? Janai, I'm sorry, think, but I could be wrong.
1: I should, okay, I should. Have I'm going to
0: say Janai because that's what Andy said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will take the heat.
0: <laughs> Apologies to Janai. Uh, anyway, they convene a meeting of the group in charge of maintaining the company's published AI principles, and uh, the suggestion was that compromises would be necessary in the interest of getting this out quickly. And so the sources basically revealed that um, while things have been getting dialed down, at least the standards for child safety have remained unchanged. So that's like one little thing to sort of rely on. So the way that these scores work is that um, they put them on a 100-point ranking system, so just like high school, right? (laughs) And they require 100 points before something is ready to release to the public. So I believe that for the child-facing things, the percentage has to stay 100%. But for the other things, they, um, they're going to dial it down between ninety nine percent and maybe eighty to eighty five percent before yeah. they feel okay launching a product. So not a hundred percent. So basically, think of it as a B minus between a B minus and an A plus.
1: Yeah, but you think about like what could be in that fifteen percent? Like they, they, uh, the Bloomberg report has actual quotes here. Uh, from uh, from Janai saying quote fairness they they have the they have these ranked by category so for each for each feature it's like what what the child facing liabilities are here what's the in fairness and factualness that stuff like that and so they have a quote saying uh, fairness may not be we we, may, we have to get to 99% or on fairness we might be at or, oh, sorry fairness we're asked normally we I'm paraphrasing this I think what when she said that she meant uh Normally we would have to get to 99%, but quoting again, on fairness, we might be at 80, 85% or something, unquote, or to, something. Be, to be enough for a product launch. And so it really is like when uh, – it really is like when a, a trusted local family brand that's been making like breads and pastries uh, to, mm. the, to like four stores in the community since like 1903 – and now it's being bought by like a large conglomerate and they mm-hmm. say, you know what? This idea of one hundred percent no insect parts in the flower, that's a good standard. But mm-hmm. to be competitive, maybe it's okay if we find a whole bunch of aphid heads, so long as it's no longer no more than like nine, like ten percent of the flower. Who's gonna complain? Not me.
0: It's who's protein. Complain? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you who's gonna complain though. <laughs> Let me tell you. The engineers are going to complain. They're going to (laughs) complain on the internal message boards because Google still has those. Uh, Some employees are publishing things like, quote, Bard is worse than useless. Please do not launch, unquote. That note was apparently viewed by 7,000 people, many of whom agreed that the AI tools answers were contradictory or even egregiously wrong on simple factual queries. And I think we've probably seen some of that ourselves. Yeah. Uh, playing, playing playing, around with Bard. Um, Then, this is just like, this is a lot. Uh, Janai overruled a risk evaluation submitted by members of her team, stating Bard was not ready because it could cause harm, according to people familiar with the matter. So regardless of that, then they opened Bard up to the public. So yeah. they just said, instead of holding this in the... AI hangar where we keep the AI planes that we're working on to give you a visual representation. We're going to let the plane go out on the field, but we're going to tell anybody who's interested in riding the plane that this is an experiment. And you know what they say about experiments is when you say that, liability comes you know, off of you and onto them.
1: That that is, that is such a good way to put it because uh, you immediately made me think about the FAA designation for experimental <laughs> aircraft. And, yes. and and because when you when you think about, <laughs> oh, experimental aircraft, you think that, oh, it's so basically they decided to make like a banana shaped airplane with a propeller up front mm. and streamers out back. Like, no, it looks exactly like a normal plane. But because the designers knew they couldn't possibly pass certification, they just asked for a experimental certification, which basically says that the FAA basically says that we're pretty sure that you're not going to kill more than yourself. <laughs> flying this. John Denver died in an, in a, quote, experimental plane that he had just bought uh, and because, like, the the, the he, he was running low on fuel so he t- wanted to turn on, like, the, the backup reserve and because, again, it didn't have to really follow a whole bunch of rules. Apparently the valve to turn I'm I'm not laughing, but the valve to like uh, to get to that reserve tank was like over his right shoulder or something according to the FAA report. So he had actually let go of the controls, turn around in his seat to turn this valve. And while he was turned around his hands off the controls it spun in and killed him. But that and but that's exactly but that's so appropriate for, for what's going on. It's like if we if we, <laughs> we so long as we because the 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 report is actually saying explicitly that, uh, like, for instance, Janai uh, says, that I think this was a, this might have been, a, it was unclear in the Bloomberg report whether this is something that Janai said when asked for a comment on this uh, report or whether this is just something that came out through the documents they were seeing. That apparently Janai did forward all these complaints to a, a, a senior ex- management team and they basically said that they, they, uh, According to Janai, quote, they determined it was appropriate to move forward for a limited experimental launch with continuing pre-training, enhanced guardrails, and appropriate disclaimers. Unquote. Appropriate so, disclaimers. so, so, basically, ass it's it's really disappointing, isn't it? Because one of the ways that I've been. Uh, maybe, maybe impressed, maybe kind of pleased with Google's public-facing approach to AI is that they've consistently, over the past two or three years, saying that we have to be really, really cautious and we're going to be very, very slow and careful because we don't know exactly how useful this is going to be, how valuable this stuff is going to be, and they've been saying that over and over again, even, even to that really, really baloney 60 Minutes interview that uh, mm-hmm. Sundar Pichai gave on Sunday mm-hmm. night. And meanwhile, we have internal documents saying that. Okay. So we can't, so you're saying that we would get in trouble if we went the open AI route and said that this is a real thing. If we just say it's experimental, will that give us enough cover so that we could simply, that we can continue to release stuff and just hope for the best. And it, so it seems as though this was use of the word experimental was less advisory and more like cynical in nature reading this report.
0: Well, Bloomberg's report also has some opinions from inside Google that says Bard is actually safer and more responsible than ChatGPT. Um, but regardless of that, the 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 real picture that's happening, what's forming here is that well, okay. Back when Timnit Gebru was mm-hmm. going through all that, I was reading a lot on social media about the internal goings on of uh google's ai department and it seems that a lot of the stonewalling and a lot of kind of like the ignoring of the concerns is really it's really happening now <laughs> <laughs> yep. because this thing is coming to market so it's no longer just a, like we need to be careful it's like a oh they're just they're just barreling through and so we can only think about moving fast and breaking things and how this may end up like that and Maybe, maybe, maybe it won't lead to as severe of uh, drawbacks as Facebook did, but like, (laughs) it's still pretty bad to kind of have, to kind of have this, uh, it's just, it just feels like none of this is being done responsibly. And there's also an institutional problem at Google. So they have all this bureaucracy, and so they use that as kind of a way to keep things from moving forward or to keep things from stalling when they need to.
1: Yeah, there's a. It's it's a, it was a really good report because it puts. Uh, the, I mean, the, the money quotes are really important. That uh, that. Uh, whereas before, uh, <laughs> Dr. Gibru and uh, Dr. Mitchell were fired. I'm sorry decided before Google was forced to, to accept with, with heartbreak, their resignations. Him, <laughs> uh, they, uh, uh, Google wanted to seem to actually be making a stab towards saying that, look, we're putting these firewalls in place. We're putting these safeties in place so that, uh, so that the, we have an ethical AI team that can inform and if necessary, shut things down if if we're not proceeding in a way that's responsible. And over the past couple of years, Clearly, uh, and amplified, this is only this report is only the last most recent piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. They've been keeping technically an a, a, a ethical AI in place, but steadily dismantling any sort of power it has to influence anything. Uh, I think that the report even described uh, the ethical AI uh, uh, investigations as voluntary at this point, meaning that sure, do it, sure. Uh, submit your emails but you, they don't actually have any power to do anything and management isn't gonna isn't gonna uh, take a take that's any so cons- consequence of it degrading
0: kind of yeah I
1: mean, it's got or not a,
0: degrading uh, well it is a little degrading demoralizing would, uh, yeah demoralizing thank you that's what i was yeah. thinking of
1: yeah and, and, and it was interesting how it went kind of deeper through to yeah there were some employees who were saying that like google isn't working quickly enough or efficiently enough because it, it is a true fact that uh, the one of the problems with these large language models is that they do need extensive real world training before they can be any good whatsoever Mm -hmm. training with feedback from users so there is an argument to be made that if uh, google had found a way to keep those guardrails in place and kind of make this like a kind of like the the opera blobs experiment where Mm -hmm. we're telling we're telling everybody (laughs) we're we're not expecting, please don't use this to record your own opera album. It is completely unsuitable for this task. However, the more you interact with this large language model, the smarter it's going to be. And so this is, this will help us with our research while giving you something fun to play with. Kind of like how the app, kind of how Google was often putting out these, these nice little research toys, like draw a cat. And it will tell you whether it's actually a cat or not or upload mm-hmm. your picture. We will find like other pieces of art that will that kind of look like yours where we were giving something fun to play with, but was also training their AI to do bigger and better things and turn into useful features of Google Photos and other things like that. It's too bad they couldn't figure out a way to do that early on so that they could get this uh, hands-on experience, this user experience and train these models. And by now they might've had a year or two of experience. And by the time it, it when by the time it came a, even a question of turning this into a real product, they would have they would have had something mature and responsible and, and safe to, to to put out. They were it's but this this also has some credibility. The what they're uh, what this report is telling is because. It really it, it's a repeat of something that a couple other reports from last year were telling us that, gu- that a lot of dissatisfaction inside Google is just fighting the bureaucracy and fighting mm-hmm. the, the hierarchy, that you have a great idea, but you you are cut off from other researchers, you're cut off from management, and because this thing that – this if you had this idea of, hey – What if we created a chat chat client that was integrated with with Google search that could basically be a more friendly way of of understanding this? The fact of the matter is that if if it had not come from Google institutionally, you would not be able to get anywhere with it inside Google because there's so many firewalls between (laughs) – there there are rungs on ladders that you're supposed to climb in sequence and people who are above you on a ladder – don't see you whatsoever uh, until you're on a, another ladder. That's exactly uh, your same height. Um, yeah. It's, it it's, yeah, I it just, I, I think that, see, the thing is, I think that Google can come back from an early late start on, uh, on, uh, on chat clients, chat bots. I'm not sure that it could recover from an institutional bureaucracy problem that prevents new ideas from finding its way into production. That's, that's death for any company. That's, that's, that's the BlackBerry effect. That's the, that's the Nokia effect. Uh, that's, that's how companies who run industries wind up having their IP sold to a Chinese holding company <laughs> in five years.
0: Well, the other thing is that I am not understanding how Google is going to integrate this into its product. Like I am understanding what Microsoft is trying to do at chat GPT. I, I, a little more than than I do Google. Like I understand that if you are, I don't know. Let's say you're using using this. This was an idea that was uh, thrown at me. Let's say you're using Visual Basic, right? And you need some help writing some code, or you just want some sort of readout from the code. This is how it was explained to me by a developer. I apologize, developers listening, for my lack of terminology. But the idea is that the little AI is a helper. Yeah. It's not necessarily there for like a fun experiment to like talk to, what you have to actually do is train it and tell it like how to help you. And it can help you best in some of those more technical tasks that maybe take too long to do. Uh, and I'm having a hard time understanding like Google's vision for that. Whereas the way Microsoft positions it, like it's not as scary. It's not as scary when Microsoft does it because it's like, it's just going to help you out. Versus Google's like, well, we have this this thing named Bard, you could talk to it. It's kind of wrong sometimes, but look, we're doing this too. I
1: think I think part of it is people like underdogs, and so it's it's easy to root for the the quote. When was the last time that uh, the, the 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 trade name Bing appeared in the news without the phrase? Perennial also ran <laughs> D list search engine it was somewhere in the phraseology around it. Um, cause it is, cause that's, I I hope that once we break through this period of fear about what uh, large language models are going to do to people's daily lives and to a lot of people's careers, I hope that we get to a point mm. where we do understand that this isn't about, this isn't this, that, that there's a lot of like busy work involved in even the most creative functions, like how calculators removed no, there is no need to like be able to calculate a square root, okay, or cube root. There is no need mm-hmm. for me to be able to calculate that by hand. Uh, when the technology evolves, that a calculator that cost five dollars can do that in a tenth of a second to ten digit accuracy. You should arguably stop forcing kids as part of their math curriculum requirements to be able to calculate uh, calculate a cube root uh, or to do logarithms or things like that. And so, Unless
0: they really like doing it, and then you put them in math camp. Yes,
1: <laughs> exactly. But but may, may, it's it's good to have something you can tie their self-esteem to when they're young and impressionable and, and harder to control. i was
0: think math will just kill their self-esteem. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. It's so
1: uh. – but uh, yeah. But, yeah so
0: understand it, but yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, I mean, c- coding is such a natural fit for for these uh, language models because there, there are a lot of pro- coding projects that I've made a lot more progress on in the past two or three months. Just as start- – starting off just with these language models thinking, okay, well, I've read about this. Let's see how well it works to within like 10 minutes suddenly making the first burst of headway on like Swift app for my Mac that I've been thinking about for mm. the past six or seven months. The stuff – progress on uh, – coding html and css for uh for my wordpress site has like oh all stuff that was like the most tedious slog it's a, you it's, mean I
0: don't have to cry at, CEA, at CSS?
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the ability and, and you can the the ability to simply say, I just want to know, God damn it, how do I have a header at the top mm-hmm. of every page that goes from absolute mm-hmm. the left to the, absolutely the right? There's no white space margins between the two. Mm-hmm. I just want a graphic in the middle of it, and they'll say, Oh yeah, well here's how you do it. Here's the here's the here's the here's the code for it. And where the hell do I put it? Well, here's exactly where you put it. Like, but I, but I don't want the background to be white. I want the background to be red. Okay, fine. Here, Here's how, what it would look like if you want. Oh, okay then. I have no reason to be angry anymore. <laughs> Thank you.
0: So in terms of like our jobs and what we do with writing and, and researching, like I could definitely see a chatbot helping me out, especially a Google one because I'm using Google anyway. And when I go into the search engine, I feel like I have to put in a particular query that's basically programming to tell the search engine exactly what I'm looking for. I would like to be able to just say, get me the records of get me every single record that's associated with this address. Let's say, get me every single public record that's associated with this address. And then the AI can just deliver it to me in a much more uniform format versus me going out to like, so that's how I'm thinking that this will be helpful. Yeah. I but... think so. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's super interesting. Uh, well, especially for like those of us who like, I still have pretty much every word that I've written for the past, ever since I switched to Scrivener as my main word processor, like more than 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. So that's uh, everything that I've ever written is part of a Scrivener project. So technically all the text is there. So the ability to train a language model to say that here is how I, here's, is, here's is how mm. I tend to write. And the ability to simply here is, I want to I I, I want to uh, write a, a review of the new uh, Apple HomePod. I want to mention that the sound is very good. It's super easy to set up, and that's something that I expect from Apple, and they are never never better than this. But I thought that the sound was kind of muddy, and the value and there's it's way too expensive for what it says. And basically, literally saying that, say, give me eight hundred words in that in my in my writing style, and it would give me something that is. Would The sort of thing I would write if I were terribly sleep deprived and I forgot that my deadline was in 90 uh-huh. minutes as opposed to uh, – uh-huh. it's in the mornings of the afternoon. But it would uh-huh. be enough so that instead of slogging through – instead of the two hours it would take to write the first draft, I could get right to like the the fun part, which is here is something terrible that has everything in it but is not really interesting and doesn't make subtle points that I think that, I've, that I always want to make. And now I can spend the next two hours – Actually, turning to something I'll be—I'd be proud of—and we're gonna have to learn how to do stuff like that, and have to learn that maybe, maybe try to come up with the idea that the fact that this first draft was generated by an AI does not make it something less than necessarily, you know? Yeah. Just, just like AI
0: is the new AI is the new. I know how to use Microsoft Word on the resume. Right. I know how to use the AI.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> no, it, exactly, and that's gonna—it's gonna be like. uh uh, how uh, uh, even people who are not necessarily coders in their job, mm-hmm. they're going to have to. Well, you don't you don't know Python or you don't you don't know how to script things in Microsoft Office. Well, why why are you why are you taking eight hours to write that report? It should have taken you like 20 minutes to write a script and then 30 seconds for that script to execute. Like, yeah, what what what, what kind of a technical writer are you that you don't know how to script these things?
0: By the way, I save everything in text edit on my Dropbox since 2010. Yeah. That's how I have saved everything. A lot of people get on me for using text edit, but it's been working for me since 1997 and I don't plan on changing it. The
1: great thing about text is that 10 years from now whatever whatever you're using for uh, for for editing or storage or archiving or searching will be able to access that.
0: Yeah, everything's a TXT file. Uh side note. Anyway, um Back to Google and AI. So uh, the New York Times actually published an article this last Sunday that made things sound just uh, even more (laughs) dire than actually the Bloomberg profile that came out, which is that Google is not really in a code red sort of stage. It's in a we need to run around and scream. The alarms are blaring and everybody (laughs) needs to get off the ship. It's sinking. (laughs) Okay, maybe it's not sinking, but you know um, our shoes are
1: getting squishy and maybe we do, maybe we want to put our yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so speaking of microsoft um samsung was or is or maybe whatever is considering replacing google search on its android devices with microsoft's bing as the default and so That made everybody, I guess, go into panic mode because, quote, after some workers were told that the company was looking for volunteers this month to help put together material for Picius Samsung, they reacted with emojis and surprise. Wow, okay, that's wild, one person (laughs) responded. So Google actually pays Samsung three about three billion dollars to be the default search engine on the Galaxy smartphones that you use. And that contract is actually up for renewal this year. And so what happens with these negotiations is that one company, like the people who owned the Oakland A's and didn't get their waterfront ballpark, (laughs) decide to take it to Nevada, facing a freeway in the desert. A place
1: with no water. That makes sense.
0: Yes. Makes so much (laughs) sense. Sorry, people are really upset in the Bay Area, by the way. People are mourning. So that's all I can think about. But it's possible that Samsung is just using a little bit of leverage to get a little more money out of Google. And I... Honestly, good for them, because with all this hardware stuff that we're going to be talking about in the next segment, I feel like Samsung is like, oh, oh, you want to creep into our <laughs> business? Okay, well, we're gonna go with Bing. How does how does that feel? And then you know, Google's like, ah. Anyway, yeah,
1: <laughs> that, 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 that's got that that's got to stink to be part yeah. of the negotiation team, and you, you you walk into that meeting with Samsung saying. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. What. What are you going to use for? Your, well, we're going to negotiate for. Uh, we're we're prepared to offer you. Four percent more than we did last time. I mean, unless you want to switch to the Bing search engine, which is which is getting all kinds of good press all the time. And then this year, it's oh my god, good. They, they actually have an option. They actually can make do. They actually have a threat that they can execute on. And they also have we also have a competitor that would will outbid us if they can do so, because that would be another kick right in the neck (laughs) and maybe at this point microsoft just enjoys kicking us in the neck for the first time in several years
0: and the thing is i feel really dubious about it just because i can't imagine that samsung's going to do that to its product lineup i agree because that Android integration is so key. And one of the keys is having that search engine that you can use across the devices. Because, right. you know, everything now is synced up with your username. So you can copy and paste between devices and all these other great things. So um, regardless, when anything happens like this in business, of course, the stocks start to tumble because <laughs> they are the heartbeats of capitalism. And so the article in the New York Times happened to cause enough worry that Wall Street started going facing downwards, and Google stock price started to drop. Uh, people were worried that this was really going to happen, but maybe don't fear too much because if if the if if Magi is any indication, we're probably going to be introduced to another new AI bot at Google I O. Maybe, possibly, mm. if, if they have the presentation ready in time. So New York Times also revealed that uh, the project that Google is going to add AI to the search engine is called Magi, like the gift of the Magi. And there's actually 160 engineers right now working on it full time. The Times actually looked at a planning document. <laughs> And this is why I think it's going to be announced at Google I.O. Google plans to release it to the public next month, only to a million users first, and then up to 30 million by the end of the year.
1: I'm sorry. I was was thinking about the O. Henry story, The Gift of the Magi, and thinking that, oh, well, I I destroyed my search engine to – create a chatbot like and i just and i i shipped a really really half butted chatbot so i to so enhance your search engine oh like i guess that means we really do love each other even though we've destroyed each other's products
0: <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Uh, there's a couple other projects by the way that were unearthed by the times that are just interesting <laughs> this is search along <laughs> spelled this one word which would use bar to answer questions based on information found inside the Google search. Okay, that could be helpful I think, for me.
1: I, I, I think that's a really great idea. The idea yeah. that, because... Uh, just, that makes sense. J- just like we were talking before about how I'm going uh, to, I'm telling the chatbot, use this this collection of things that I've written in the past to shape how you're going to write this thing I'm going to tell you to write. The ability to say, look, use the use these. This is a good set of search results for exactly what I'm, I'm trying to write about. I trust all the... I trust everything on the, on the top page of this, I'm going to ask you some questions and I want you to just focus on what you can find inside these search results. When you formulate the answers, I don't, I can't, I can't read all of these research papers. I can't necessarily read all of these proposed bills and like uh, PDFs and whatever, but I'm going to ask you questions about the content reflected here and don't take any, don't make anything up. Don't invent anything. Just use your language, use your language ability simply to summarize what's in these search results. That could be really, really tasty.
0: The other one that's interesting is, uh, my goodness, where to go, Tivoli Tudor, Tivoli Tudor, excuse me. It's supposed to be like Tivoli Gardens, which is the, the theme park that Disneyland was apparently based on. Um, I've been to it, by the way. It's in Copenhagen. Is it all that? It was it was really fun. Nice. I, If I go to Copenhagen with Mona, I'll take her. Uh, lastly ai generated images among the google image search results i really do wonder what the server firms are going to look for that because that is not cheap yeah. generating images out of ai is not cheap or good for the planet all
1: all of all of this is super expensive like even even just mm-hmm. this uh, chat gpt stuff there's a reason why uh, open open ai is car is charging 20 dollars a month for the good stuff uh i mean the the, the amount of money that it's, and you make a good point where the amount of electricity that it costs to simply to train uh to to train an ai model is substantial and then you talk about how much it costs to keep this thing operating this is we were talking earlier about uh, uh Timnit Gebru and Margaret Mitchell uh, mm-hmm. being, quote, quasi-fired from Google because of a paper that they contributed to. And uh, the Stochastic Parrots is the name of the, uh, of that paper that she, that they co-authored with a couple other uh, researchers outside of Google. And the whole paper is all about, here is the liability, the ethical liability of uh, large language models, like the one that Google is about to release in a, in a couple months, like Google I.O., mentioning that uh, in addition to all the other ethical concerns about AI, there's the concern that, These things consume a huge amount of energy. The people who are going to benefit from this huge consumption of energy are going to be people in more economically advantaged nations and people who speak – nations that speak one of the two or three most popular languages, whereas as consistently happens, the people who are in the more economically disadvantaged nations who do not necessarily speak uh, English or or, or Mandarin, they are going to be paying the global – uh, the global climate price of all this energy expenditure mm-hmm. without getting any of the benefits of it uh, and mm-hmm. it's uh, wow well, I, I really this this paper i keep uh, it's it it doesn't stay buried on my ipad very long cuz i keep going back to mm. it and going back to it cuz it's one of the most prophetic and important research papers i have ever come across it lays out everything that came to pass in the in the next 2 or 3 years
0: oh it's a lot <sighs>
1: Good thing it's that Google lot. Google got rid of that those two pieces of dead weight, huh?
0: Just kidding, Andy. do you Do you want to do you want to close this house on uh, close us out on this last little piece? Yeah,
1: this is just a, just a quickie. To today, uh, not coincidentally, uh, Google uh, announced that they were going to be shifting uh, merging their two biggest AI research uh, divisions, uh, Google Brain, which was the part of Google that was doing AI research to enhance Mm -hmm. like Google products and then DeepMind, which was uh, a company that they acquired in 2015 based in London and has always been sort of the, uh, all all you need to know is that it was listed under other bets inside uh, Google's financial reports, meaning that this is, this is not a, this is not a group that is producing a, specific product that is generating revenue it is pretty much for pure research uh we've talked about this a, a few weeks ago where mostly they've been as as a as a mechanism for doing more advanced ai research they've been figuring out how to write ai models that can beat more and more sophisticated uh, games like go stratego things like that well they're merging them together that was announced today uh so they're going to become together google deepmind as part of google And uh, so again, the interestingly, Google DeepMind is going to be led by DeepMind CEO uh, Mm. Jeff Dean, who was Mm. a popular Mm. name in again the firing slash not firing of Mm, of of the ethical AI team at Google. Uh, So they're moving to, and he's being promoted italics to a new role as google quote chief scientist unquote reporting oh, yeah. directly to sundar i'm Pichai. sorry i said
0: oh no i don't think i'm supposed to have an opinion but i i guess i do i have an opinion it's
1: yeah see that's that's weird because it's it's possible that google decided that
0: does sundar rec- not read twitter threads like i don't you know. understand how, how do you avoid that stuff Okay, I'm sorry. I realize this is a very per- these are very personal questions yeah. that I'm never going to get answers to. And it's really a lot of conjecturing on my part, which, but this is a podcast and we are subjective here. So,
1: this is, this is an editorial podcast. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah. my bit of editorializing is that this could be just a way that they, they Jeff was called into Sundar, Sundar's office saying that, yeah, for many reasons, you're dead weight. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't want to we don't want to outright fire you. Cause that would be, obje- that would make us look like we don't know what we're doing and be embarrassing to the company. We're going to give you a really wonderful phony baloney title. Uh, that will look great on your LinkedIn. It will look great when you get uh, hired as a commencement speaker, uh, and you can be the our quote chief scientists with your own office and everything for the next two or three years until we fade you away. The fact, I mean, the fact that you're reporting directly to it, you get suspicious when they say that I'm reporting directly to to the CEO, which means that. There is one person that can completely ignore everything that you're saying and doing. The, the announcement did not say he will be in charge of here. Here are the people who will be reporting to him. And that was completely mm. absent. So it's possible that he's being put out to a very, very, very lovely golden pasture ahead of a, a, a huge, huge, huge golden parachute.
0: Well, that's something that we will be watching. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick little break, and then when we get back, we're going to change focus, stop talking about how much AI is going to take over the world, and start talking about how <laughs> Google is going to try and take over the world with hardware. And now, my favorite part of our podcast, when we get to squeal over hardware we haven't even <laughs> seen yet. Eee. Okay. Andy, are you squealing over this Pixel tablet at all? Uh... Is your inner I'll, little me, girl like excited? Like boy band is coming into town, excited?
1: <laughs> uh, I suppose my inner, my inner little girl is excited to have a new surface. Inner to put, little teeny bopper to put to put like rainbow, uh, unicorn stickers on. I oh. my the squealing is only like you know how like sometimes your voice goes up at the end because you want to indicate
0: that you're kind of not really buying it. <laughs> Oh, you're not buying it. Andy's not buying the Pixel tablet. Not, not,
1: not, 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 not just because I'm a freelance journalist and a rapidly collapsing market and I can't afford it. But I'm saying that I don't I'm not sh- i I'm wishing them the best. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I just don't know that they're I just don't know why this they're they're so excited about doing a doing a pixel tablet. That's all.
0: So here's the deal. We're going to run down the current leak slash rumor slash whatever on the Pixel tablet, but we're going to talk a little bit more in the members-only episode that airs after this episode <laughs> for members-only. <laughs> so again, if you're interested in that part of the conversation, that's relay.fm slash material or relay.fm slash membership. Both good places to go seek that out. Moving on. So 9 to 5 Google this week. Um, actually, 9 to 5 Toys, which is their... Um, oh. It's like their, uh, it's their deals site, which by the way, it had some pretty good deals this week. But so nine, to, well, nine to five Google wrote the article about it, but it was nine to five toys who re- who discovered it the day that they were like going and doing their Amazon rounds. So they're going to do the Amazon rounds. This is how I understood it. And they found this Amazon listing for pixel Tablet standalone charging dock. And it, they posted screenshots, even though the description has changed since they posted those screenshots. They posted legitimate looking screenshots of an Amazon store description that said, quote, unique pixel tablet charging speaker dock keeps your tablet charged, ready 24-7. And uh, it also has a description that says it's easy to dock and undock. So one would hope so. <laughs> one would hope so. The thing that um is curious about this is that the price tag before it was removed said $130 mm. just for the dock alone. So that's a lot of money that costs more than a nest audio speaker. Uh, I do believe it costs more than the second gen nest hub.
1: Mm.
0: I believe the nest hub With is a yeah. hundred bucks, I wanna say. It's like constantly I'm discounted better, to nice. like 75. Regardless, it's it's pricey, and we're not even factoring in the price of the actual tablet. Like, we haven't heard anything about that. There's actually no photo of the Pixel tablet on this listing, so all we saw was a dock, same fabric covering as the Nest Hub, same uh, little, like, four pins, four magnetic pins, I'm assuming, that you would see to, like, connect, you know, a tablet to the battery and all that, and so...
1: Uh, the the yeah. Next, second generation Next Hub, the one with the smaller screen, uh, list price is ninety nine dollars. It is on okay. sale for seventy five dollars. Yeah. So that's my thought. The Nest Hub Max. I memorized
0: their sales.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. A little bit better. The larger screen is normally two twenty nine. It's on sale right now for one eighty nine. So
0: the the max.
1: The max, yeah.
0: Yeah, but the max is getting old. It's getting long in the tooth. So, my conjecture is that they're going to replace that max with the pixel tablet, but hmm. I don't know because the pixel tablet is not going to be a a nest hub. a nest hub runs different OS It has a different set of priorities than an Android tablet does. But the good news is we're going to find out soon enough because the listing states the release date as May 10th, which is the day after my birthday, and the day of the uh, Google I.O. keynote. So I imagine we'll be ending the keynote with a, and now you can go to Buy.com and you can buy yeah. <laughs> whatever, this thing. Now, we have questions, okay? We have questions. Before we get to those questions, a couple of proposed specifications for this. So we kind of already know from 9 to 5 Google plus various other leakers throughout the last couple of months there's going to be a tensor uh, now Andy did you mean to write T2 CPU? Yes. Okay.
1: Do I have that, do I have that? Wrong? That's
0: that's interesting. I think it's I think it's the G2 the second gen. But I'm I'm worried that you saw something I didn't. So that's why I'm asking you live here on the podcast. I am
1: going to check that out again.
0: All right. We're going to check it out together, everyone. We're, to do, we're doing it live. Tensor T2. Uh, yes, it's interesting. Okay. Interesting. That's coming up on some searches. Well, there's a Tensor chip inside. That's all we know at <laughs> same, this point. Same, same, so. same
1: Tensor chip supposedly as the Pixel 7.
0: Okay, so that would be the G2 then. Okay. Which... Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, eight, eight, uh, eight gigs of RAM will be running on this thing, which is fine. But um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how like screen smoothness is is and stuff. It'll have two storage options, four color options, as well as an aluminum body with a nano ceramic finish, similar to porcelain. <laughs> I believe that. The only Bummer about this is that while the dock will probably be available in May, the tablet might not be available until June.
1: Yeah, all, all this is speculation. Some some of this stuff is like marketing stuff that got leaked early. Some of the stuff is that trusted sources inside whatever claim. To To be fair, this is the start of the window where if uh, if uh, as soon as as soon as things uh, as soon as the specs have to be released through the FCC for certification s- as mm-hmm. soon as as soon as they have to start like releasing ads to uh, to Best Buy and everyone else to be ready for it this is where you're kind of expecting leaks um I mean we're not seeing anything here that seemed shockingly, awesome in terms of like oh they're going to be absolutely breaking new ground with this i'm so incredibly excited about this i haven't i haven't found any I've, I've seen a couple of speculations about what the price is going to be none of them seem to be supported with like here's where we got that information from hard enough for me to even want to repeat it but obviously price is going to be a big factor in this thing
0: yeah especially considering uh there's a couple other tablets coming out <laughs> always <Alasia. laughs> yeah
1: so. Yeah, I mean, this is we're going to see a whole bunch of. uh, It's the start of. gee, I can't remember. I I know that. Well, one plus
0: One Plus Pad is slated to launch, so they had teased it at MWC. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm trying to think about what the cycle is for tablets. I know that on the iPad, iPad and lower end MacBooks, they try to if they're going to if they're going to announce a refresh, they're going to they try to do it by May, so that people who are making plans to buy stuff for back to school like go for freshman in college or whatever they so that they can bet they can put that on their radar for ooh, ooh ooh i definitely want to have one of these pixel tablets or, ooh i would definitely want to have the new ipad because it's now rocking my world etc so i'm trying to figure out if if that means that we're going to have like a, a whole slew of different android tablets uh New announcements in the next two or three months, but I can't remember if that actually applies to Android tablets or not. Android tablets are still kind of a new thing, even though they've been around for about a decade. Like these, it's just they will be we'll be talking about this later. But it's like it's, it's like they decided only for real to start to do Android tablets like a year ago with uh, with twelve l
0: people. People want them. I mean, whenever I write about tablets, I will see at least one comment or one mention of like, I'm excited for this. You know, people sure. want an Android alternative to what the iPad is doing. So, it, which is wild to me because I would think that, that we were we were over that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is the year of our Lord, 2023, and we are awaiting the renaissance of Android tablets, I want to say.
1: Yeah, or or we're like that, 38 year old paunchy guy who is still thinking that you know what I'm gonna go f- go for the tryouts for the <laughs> for for like the the the, the, the uh. there, there comes a time when you realize that you know what I would love to be an astronaut or a ballerina or <laughs> or or a professional baseball player that ship has kind of sailed so I should think about the being the best thing that a 35 year old who was not nearly good enough to be a professional baseball player could possibly be. An umpire, maybe a coach, whatever.
0: Or maybe we were in the dark ages, and now this is indeed the Renaissance. So, we'll see if there are any bards (laughs) singing at Google Start
1: (laughs) start kissing up to bishops and cardinals, just in case if this is the Renaissance.
0: I'm just imagining a bunch of dudes wearing like just really old timey clothing with like one of those you you know which guitar I'm talking about like the lute. I don't know what they're called. It's a lute. Yes, thank you. With a lute who's just singing this song about the pixel tablet. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Nani, Nani. think off the top of my head right. Yes. Uh, speaking of tablets, can you imagine folding out a pixel into a tablet form factor?
1: <laughs> well, stop imagining <laughs> because, <laughs> because you'll be able to have to, have to buy. Months. order it starting in May.
0: Yeah, actually, this is pretty exciting because this comes from CNBC. Not to say that there's like, not to say that I don't trust 9to5Google, the same as CNBC, but for this particular leak that we got this week, I'm glad it came from like a business focused publication because they have the kind of sources that would be able to like button this down is what Mm. I mean to say. Um, So they actually have a bunch of info about the upcoming Pixel Fold thanks to internal communications it's seen, which okay, how did you get that perk? Uh, (laughs) Google actually plans, apparently, to announce the Pixel Fold during the Google I.O. keynote, as we expected, and it plans to ship it to customers in June. So pretty soon, actually. The only thing that is kind of a bummer, but I think we expected this because of the Galaxy uh, Z Folds price, is that this is probably going to cost upward of $1,700, but Google's going to try and incentivize y'all who bought Pixel 7s and Pixel 6s to trade it in and give this a try. They're going to maybe throw in a free Pixel watch or something else. They're going to try and sweeten the deal to yeah. get you to come on board and, and and try this first generation product. Now, this Pixel Fold, excuse me, is going to be marketed as water resistant as well as pocket size, which to me is like... Yeah. <laughs> The fold is pocket-sized; yeah, it goes in my pocket. Exactly. What are you talking about? But here's the thing: the renders and the leaks that we have seen of the Pixel Fold have all led us to believe that it's going to be kind of a shorter, stockier uh, folding phone. Yeah. So it's not going to be as narrow and as tall as the Fold, which might actually, honestly, make it a little more easier to like slot into a into a jacket pocket or like a pant pocket. Sure. So. Maybe that's how they're going to go with that. Um, the inside screen, by the way, is as big as the Z Fold 4. The outside screen, though, is only going to be 5.8 inches. So you're going to take a bit of a hit mm. on that front screen, which might be okay for some people. But um, ugh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to have more opinions about this. Yeah. I'm going to save my opinions for when this comes out about how I feel. Um, What do we think? Are they going to do it? Uh
1: yeah i mean it's uh the other We're marketing hard, mat- the, this
0: is a hardware show
1: yeah the the, the the other marketing materials that cnbc turned up seems to make make you think that they're positioning it as hey don't buy that samsung z fold buy our phone because it has a longer battery it, it doesn't say longer battery than the, than the samsung but they mentions 24 hour battery life as long as 72 hours on standby that's nice uh they're Matching is the most durable okay, hinge. Google, yeah, right. Yeah, the it's most durable hinge on a folding anything. phone. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say?
0: No, i I said OKG. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It. You know, I live with digital assistants in of here, course. so. And my roommates. And my
1: my digital assistant stopped talking to me long ago. It started. It started bringing drama into my life. I have I'm, all I don't three in less.
0: here, so <laughs> sometimes, honestly, though, I just like to spice things up by only asking Siri the temperature. Because hey, Siri's got a built-in temperature sensor now <laughs> and humidity sensor. Okay, we don't have that in the Nest Audio.
1: That's that's something you know. That's something that large language models can actually enhance. These things where you can actually throw shade at your smart speakers, particularly if you have more than one. Where you can just say that no, no, not you, not you, Siri. Because I I need a comprehensive answer with facts that relate to my life. This is this question is for the Google Assistant. So just be quiet. Maybe you can Correct. learn a thing or two. Yes. Me- meanwhile, I just had, I've, I won't make this a long digression, but so I've, I was doing house, doing house cleaning. I still have like two original, uh, Alexa smart speakers like mm-hmm. the, when the originals and they're too, They're. I keep wanting to get rid of them, but I, I'd have to reactivate them and flash them to make sure that like Ugh, you can't get my yeah. And also they're kind of too nice to just, they're, they're nice speakers. And so uh, one, one of my like sort of background projects is, gee, wouldn't it be nice to basically turn this into a dumb Bluetooth speaker? And th- that is a feature of the, of the, of the Alexa. However, the thing is I, you, you have to have the Alexa app installed on your phone and activate. I don't want to do that. And I've been trying to think, well, I wonder if I could just tap into X, Y, and Z. And I had this thought just this week that I'd have to, you know, what would make this project manageable is if I truly just gutted it out, just put an Apple core through it and just gutted out. This cylinder, keep the, keep the, keep the speaker stuff like desolder all the speaker stuff from all the circuit boards, throw out everything else and just buy like, you, you can buy like on eBay or whatever, like really, really cheap Bluetooth modules and, and amps and just rewire it uh, yeah. with its own Bluetooth and its own amp. Uh, and maybe even turn it into a stereo pair. And so, <laughs> and then, then level three is that, okay, but uh, how let's, let's ask yourself, let's ask ourselves how much will it cost for two, fairly decent bluetooth speakers that are pre-made and designed to work with each other and are nicely packaged already that's not fun versus that's not fun i know that's this this is more fun and also
0: the whole point of this is the fun of doing all the tinkering and getting it to this level and then you post about it on the internet and everybody is like brava, yeah. brava. Also,
1: and also it's part part of me would be pleased by having like you know the the the, the, the desiccated corpses of, of my enemies.
0: I was gonna say. Just, I was gonna say. I'm,
1: I'm, not, I'm not saying explicitly as a warning to my other smart speakers. This is what happens when you become useless. But yes, I'm recycling. I'm well, saving the planet. I'm I'm saving the I'm saving the housing. I'm saving the speakers. I'm. I'm, I, didn't, th- I'm
0: I didn't mean for us to. Sorry,
1: I'm sorry. I, I, you're right. I took I, I took us around here, but
0: no, it's okay. I I was just gonna say that I don't have anything more to say on the Pixel Fold. I think that we yeah. need to just kind of hunker down and wait on this. Yeah, and uh, then Andy and I'll. Give you the opinion, yeah, that the, is the, pr- the right one.
1: The, the price is a little <laughs> bit disappointing. I think that's maybe maybe that's an indication of exactly how expensive these damn f- screens are. They're they're sourcing them. The uh, rumors say they're sourcing exactly. them from Samsung. Where else are they getting it from? Exactly. But that indicates exactly. here's how much it costs to put a folding screen inside a phone. But still, wait. I'm still really really keen for the day when. Maybe not a mid-range phone will be fold- foldable, but the idea that, hey, i got a $1,100 budget. I was going to buy like the top-of-the-line Pixel 7, or I was going to buy the top-of-the-line uh, iPhone, like the top-spec iPhone, or I could get a mid-range foldable in the same product line. Gee, that's going to be a tough decision, and I'm, it looks like that's not going to happen anytime soon. They're
0: not it? big enough, I feel like, to take the gamble on a yeah. mid-range, which is – it's like a weird thing to think about how the mid-range will take only what they know people are buying it for, you know, that's why Samsung's mid-range has better displays than, you know, other mid-range devices and all that. So
1: also it's, you're pitting the fourth generation Samsung hardware against first generation Google hardware. hardware. That's, that's, that's never a blessing upon anybody's house. Hey, congratulations. We're getting you the very first edition of a brand new piece of Google Google hardware.
0: But here's the other thing. This is also going to be the true testament of everything they've done to Android 13 and 14. True. Because what Samsung did to make One UI work on that form factor, like it's not native to Android. It was stuff that they did to ensure that like certain apps open certain ways and all that. So Ah, <sighs> this is so exhausting. All these new form factors. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's you know, it's, it's Just let me live. It's, it's gonna be such a <laughs> the Google I.O. keynote is gonna be such a big deal. I don't know how long it's gonna run because they're gonna have to they've got a lot of stuff they're gonna have to get through with. The, it's almost
0: two hours. So yeah. I I'll be there. Um I know you'll be watching from home, but like it's it's probably to be good that you're watching from home because you'll actually get to be able to go get water and use the bathroom freely, and I'll just like be there in in the chat in the shade, cold. <laughs> That's why I bought this hand warmer. <laughs> and, and sorry, also, everybody, I bought a hand warmer and I'm like, showing a USB hand warmer. It's a it's a it's Andy a lovely
1: hand, it. It. it's a lovely hand warmer. It's a ra- rainbow yeah, sort of a
0: little, Yeah, ge- geometric little situation going on here. Okay? There you go. It's stylish. <laughs>
1: And, and, if, and if and if you know you need to be ever be a little bit warmer, you can just sort of like put it on the ground, stomp on it with your heel, Correct. break the lithium battery, and boom, you will have as more heat yes. that you can possibly deal with.
0: Or I could go to another journalist's MacBook, but um, gee,
1: so long as it has an Intel processor, hey, mm-hmm.
0: well, that's a good point. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> I think that's it. That's it from us this week. So. Uh, we will have a little bit more for members. We're after this. But uh, if you're not sticking around with us, please do check us out on the internet. Uh, I am over at flowrights.tech. That'll take you to all of my uh, stories or at gizmodo.com. And And uh, Andy, where can folks find you on the internet?
1: Well, I did already did my uh, NPR this week, so if you go to wgbhnews.org, you can uh, hear what I what we talked about on Monday. I'm on again next week, next uh, Thursday, I think uh, twelve thirty, and so you can find out how the world has changed between now and then.
0: Oh God, <laughs> a lot could change. Look at just what happened in the last week.
1: Oh God, tell me tell, uh. tell me about it. I was I was bumped. I was supposed to be on Thursday, uh, like the uh, like a, uh, three days earlier. Uh, And then the mayor like needed some time. And so I I got bumped and just like in the three days between like Thursday and Monday, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. I've already written the entire show. And like, no, at least least, there are at least two new stories that are interesting enough that I got to do two brand new write-ups out of the four. So, ah, well.
0: Well, unfortunately, the mayor needed to ring in 420. It's a town event. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm done.
1: Again. Those marijuana pills are going to be the end of you. I, I swear it.
0: <sighs> I will listen, folks. I'll put a disclaimer in the um, in the uh, show notes, okay, before you listen. So you knew that Flo talked about paraphernalia <laughs> or whatever I talked about here. Thank you, everyone, for joining this week. Thank you so much to Jim for editing us and making us sound great. I just want to wish everybody to have a happy, healthy, safe seven days until we see you next. Until then, bye.
1: Lively up yourselves.